This is Financial Detox, helping you retire with confidence. Featuring Jason Labrum, certified financial planner and founder of IDA Wealth, intelligence-driven advisors. For over 20 years, Jason has shown people how to steer clear of toxic advice, achieve financial peace of mind, and manage their wealth for maximum impact. Join Jason and co-host Alex Klingensmith as they simplify the complex, share industry secrets, and provide proven strategies designed to take you from financial insecurity to financial independence. This is Financial Detox. Welcome to Financial Detox. I'm Jason Labram, your host in studio with Alex Klingensmith. Hi, Alex. How you doing? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing great. I'm excited about our show topic today, man. Thanks for putting this one together. Yeah, well, it, it kind of put itself together, which is always good for us. It did. So we've we've got a. Um, I guess our show's back on the air, so that's cool. Our <laughs> our show, Financial Detox, is going to be played at the Great KCBQ, the Answer, San Diego. So uh, that's still happening. We have a, a rotating time slot, so. Uh, you'll have to check it out on financialdetox.com and you'll always get the replay. That's where we do this as a podcast as well. So anytime you want to check out any of our past shows or look for a topic that maybe is interesting to you, you can check out financialdetox.com where we post all of the shows. And also, um, excuse me, under our website, you'll be able to see our upcoming investor panel and event. So we've got a... um, bunch of feedback from people. We just did this global investor survey. So we're going to be talking about that throughout the show and just what people think. And I want you to go into that kind of the concept. You talked about how it's taboo. Why is it taboo to talk about advisors and what you're doing with your money? And But uh, we do have this investor panel coming up and discussion about hot topics that our clients are asking about, 1,600 clients across the, the nation and actually out of the country as well. Um, that's going to be November 2nd at 11 a.m. We invite you to check it out. Come on to the conference, the webinar, and you'll mm-hmm. see we have a panel uh, of advisors there, including myself and Alex, and we'll be discussing some hot topics, taking a lot of questions, hopefully making it very interactive, and um, we'd love to have you. The more, the merrier. That's right. Check yeah. it out on the website. Go to our website, idawealth.com, and go to the events. It's also all over LinkedIn. And if you're if you've ever <laughs> made any contact with us ever, you've probably gotten a few emails <laughs> in the past couple of weeks. Um, yeah. November second, eleven a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and it's we call it a virtual market update and panel discussion. It is Jason. It is it is Rick Labrum, uh, Director of Wealth Management. Uh, James Papillo, you know, also Director Level Wealth Management. All all acting as advisors as well to clients. Yeah. And then we bring on Andrew Grant as well. Uh, who's a director of portfolio management, so leading our investment committee and working with our big partners like BlackRock and J.P. Morgan and Vanguard. And then I get to play the role of moderator to try nice. and make sure you all have equal fl- fair playing time. Uh, you know, <laughs> That's going to be hard, man. It's a hard fun. job, but you're good at it. It's fun. We, you know what happens throughout the course of, it's been four months since our, or it'll be five months since our last one, I think, right around five or six. Uh, gosh, time flies. Yep. Um, and, and it came by popular demand. When yeah. COVID hit, we did a few of these last year. Back before COVID, whenever the markets would get a little, little crazy, we'd actually just host big events right at the hotel across the street. And we'd say, okay, come and whoever wants to come, come. And we'll just, here's the, the three, four, five major things that we keep recurring themes that we keep hearing about, yep. which currently are inflation, alternatives, real estate, Biden's tax plan, 
uh, how to prepare yourself for the next market event. And then we end with Q&A because that's the most fun part for us. Yeah. This one, we're going to change, I think, the format a little bit and go real fast through the topics. And then we're going to spend have a lot of extra time for Q&A. That's when the real, I think the, you get to get a really good sense of our personalities and how we communicate with clients and yep. what we really believe in. Um, it's a, it's, a, it's going to be fun. And I think um, the one we did last earlier this year, I should say uh, 150 people probably registered. There's already 150 people registered right now. And today is only October 20th. Holy cow. So it's people want to awesome. hear what's going on and they want to hear what, you know, what, you know, what we have to say. Well, and I think it's a great time too, where you can um, uh, ask a question and be direct and do it anonymously. Right? Aren't the questions anonymous? Yes. So it is. It is a Zoom webinar where, where, where nobody's on camera except for the five panelists. Yes. Um, you can't see chat, so you could send whatever you needed to send in chat, uh, and, and it would only be seen by the panelists. And right. and so we don't say, you know, Joe Smith said this. We yes. just say, hey, a question came in. Yes. Uh, it's really nice because I think a lot of people. This is going to kind of transition to the next part of the show. Is I think a lot of people are kind of nervous to ask questions because they either think it's not a smart question maybe yeah. or it could be kind of a controversial topic in, sure. in the sense where crypto at this point, people, everyone loves to talk about it, but it's like, what are you really trying to ask when you ask about crypto? Right. Like, I don't want to sound like a total novice, but I want to know what you guys think about it. Like, well, It's a good forum. For generally it. speaking, people are always reserved to ask questions in a public setting. So yeah. this gives them the ability to ask a question. Um that they don't have to be, it's not public. That, that question's not yeah. coming public, but they can get information and probably stir up a pretty good conversation that would be fun when you have a group of people covering four different decades, right? Do we have four decades, four, uh, two generations and four decades of advisors mm-hmm. uh, on the call uh, and the panel with combined experience of uh, tons of years, right? I mean, yep. And it's, it also gives it also gives all anybody who tunes in, and we, we always re- provide a recorded you know rec- the recording afterwards. So if you miss the event, it's okay. We'll send it out, and you can, sure. you can always watch yep. it later. But this is going to be five of our seven investment committee members as well. Right. Um, the other two are great. We just couldn't seven people is a lot to have on one Too discussion. Many. But you'll start to see, or you'll immediately see the different <laughs> the different perspectives on the same topic, even inside of our own company, which is a big powerful way that we you talk about it as collaboration. We don't have yeah. siloed approaches. Yeah, like ensemble many, and collective yeah. knowledge as opposed to individual silos. And you see, I think it's interesting to actually sit back and observe and watch how this one topic will kind of just get batted around, argued, debated respectfully, yes. internally. And then we come to an outcome that is best for the client. Even though like some of us have to kind of forfeit and surrender our perspective a little bit, say, you know, I still feel kind of about this thing about this way, but I understand that for the greater good, this is the right decision to make. We should make this change or this thing does make sense. And it really does become the collective knowledge, right? So there are things that I've wanted to do in our portfolios that I was outvoted um, on and we didn't do them. And those turned out to be good things to not do. You know, there's seldom do we have a situation where the majority rules and it ends up being we should have went with the one off, yeah. you know, and that's the dangers and risks of a being an advisor or working with advisor when you're in a silo, working with an advisor who's a silo. I mean, it means they're taking just massive amounts of information, personal prejudices or bias, and they are those are being reflected in their investment thoughts, strategies and ideas. And that's why a team is so important and why I think the way we've designed our firm is not only unique in the industry um, across whether it's big 
big brand name firms, household names you know, or whether it's other great RIAs. We are really unique in how um, uh, in the fairway we are or how uh, much we follow that process and procedure. And the benefit is is going to is, is presented to our clients for sure. Mm-hmm. So join us at that. Again, it's yeah. on the website, idawealth.com. Go to the event section, LinkedIn, or you already got the email four times. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hopefully we don't bombard you. One of the things that we also try to do really intentionally, we don't try to do this, we do this really intentionally, and we're getting better and better at it every year, is we want to hear from our clients. So yep. we provide them with a forum. Actually, one of our partners, Dimensional Funds, builds this amazing software. They do a good job that at this. this. The word survey is such a bad word. Everybody hates I hate surveys. There's too many now. I fill them out sometimes, but gosh, you know, like I, this one matters though to us because I think of it this way. So our clients are paying us a, a, a reasonable amount of money to do what we do for them. There's a value yeah. proposition there. Yeah. I feel like they should fill the survey out because they want to tell us how we're doing. But even so, we, we had to think of, we had to think of a creative way to really get more participation while giving back. So yep. we did that through, hey, if you fill out a survey, we'll donate $5 per survey filled out to one of the five charitable uh, causes that our team cares about. Yeah. Um, and we did that. We raised over $1,000 yeah, this year. Good. Pretty good. Even so, it was still only a 15% response rate, which is way better than last year, though. But 15%, still. 15%, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to get people. To, look, everybody's busy, right? So people are busy. The word survey stinks. I think it should be like a feedback I don't know if you can just change the word and make it work, but <laughs> people but, know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, they, do, they do. But um, the, the, the reason why this does matter and why it's important that the, in, in this study that we're going to talk about, there was over 13,000 total respondents of, of clients who have people like you who've hired a, an advisor to help them with their uh, wealth management investment strategy or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a big, this is a big number of 13,000 people. And we're trying to make it non-taboo, right? Financial detox is, the whole premise is all about, let's get transparent. Let's talk about the right ways to invest. What's academically supported? What's historically evidence? What's data-driven? Uh, because there is so much misinformation in that. So 13,000 people responded to this, right, Alex? I mean, that's... They did, 13,500 or something. Yeah. And the reason why we wanted to talk about it on the show, by the way, is because I feel like it's taboo in the sense where just seeing friends and family and, 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 and I don't talk about work when I'm not at work. You've noticed that about me. Yeah. I try really hard not to, at least. Yeah. Um, but if I'm listening in and eavesdropping, like people will tell you about like the great stock pick or like especially crypto, like oh, I bought Bitcoin at this and I made this much off Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, okay, but like if that conversation were to expand and say, well, what do you value the most in your advisor? Do you have an advisor? And if you do, what do you value the most in that relationship? Yeah. Um, it is a weird question to ask somebody at a cocktail party or whatever. Like yeah. you probably won't hear that too much. <laughs> or like, Or like what matters to you most if you have an advisor? Like these are the kinds of questions we're asking our clients. Because these are the kind of things where if I had an advisor, which which I, I guess I do, I have me and I have our team to help. Yep. Like what, what matters? Like how do I know what I'm supposed to be getting out of this relationship? What are other people asking? Yeah. I want to learn from others. Yeah. So that's what the point of us bringing this information, I think, to, to the show is, right? Yeah, it's great. It's good. Let's talk about some of the highlights. And then I was told we have to take a break too. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, not now, but in a couple of minutes. At some point. A short one. Okay. Just a really short one. <laughs> okay. Because the podcast is also played on the radio, so we gotta we gotta accommodate a quick little break. We can do breaks. That's we can fun. do it. It'll be quick. You won't even know it's happening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So what do you, what's the top data here? What what are, what are some of the points we want to? I think the first thing is is so we ask we ask clients to select and rank the top five attributes that you value most in your yeah. relationship with your advisor. Number one, 
by by a land thirteen thousand respondents on this. By the way, we're going with yeah. not just our firm's respondents and our clients' respondents. We're going the whole with study. the whole study. Yeah. And, and by the way, our numbers are almost exactly in line with everybody else. Slightly better, but I will brag a little the, bit. Well, but. the interesting thing about this survey is it's coming from dimensional funds uh, has created the verbiage. And so you're getting dimensional fund type clients. So you're getting a similar client that, mm-hmm. you know, the other firms that work with dimensional, a lot of them are, have some similar characteristics to us. Right. And at least investment philosophy. And they they've, they they recognize the the power of the markets and they recognize optimizing returns and, you know, where are the known drivers of returns and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. So, yep. so you tend to get a groupthink mentality here, but I think you're generally dealing with the more sophisticated investors. Yep. You're dealing with a higher net worth investor and you're dealing with advisors who are not your, you know, your stock jockeys, crystal balls, magic wands. Um, you're dealing with advisors who are u- utilizing what are persistent drivers of returns? Where do you get returns? Where's academic history? Where's evidence? Where's proof? You know, we're not just going to guess hot 10 hot stocks this week because we feel like the market's gone up a bunch. And that's a really good perspective to point out because these, yeah, the, the dimensional fund advisor firms across the country um, have this credo almost that you are market-based, you are full-time fiduciaries, you are not yeah. selling commissionable securities, yeah. you you believe in the power of the markets and the efficient market hypothesis, and you and probably almost always, and definitely in our case, you have a comprehensive financial planning at the base, forefront. A base, a base yeah. is a plan, right? If you if you surveyed a bunch of E Trade or Motley Fool clients, yeah, you know the the concept would be completely different. It would be about yeah. how do I time the market, how do I outsmart it, how do I win it, how do I, how am I, you know, what's the best guess, what's the new hot thing, yeah. Uh, which is can be fun. It's a lot like going to Vegas and drinking with your friends and playing blackjack or playing poker. Yeah, it's fun, right? Yeah, um, totally. Is it Except when gonna you lose. derive the yeah, it's not fun when you lose at all. <laughs> is it going to derive the best outcome and is it gonna give you a enjoyable journey along the way? Probably not. Um, in either of those cases, data would suggest that you will not have as good an outcome when you're guessing and data suggests that you will not have as good a journey either, uh, an enjoyable ride. So yeah, so that's that's the type of clients we're dealing with here. On that, let's take a quick <laughs> second and we'll come right back and start getting into some data. Okay, we're back. It's Jason Labram, Financial Detox, and Alex Klingensmith. Here we go, Alex. We're talking about this global investor survey, 13,000 respondents. These are sophisticated, high net worth clients who have hired an advisor, people like you who've hired an advisor to help them with their financial plan, their investment strategy, or at least some part of that. And we've got some some really good data that we wanted to present today. And so what, the yeah, first what are people saying? Yeah. So this is what's important to people, according to 13,453 people, at least wow. um, about their advisor relationship. So, so it said select and rank the top five attributes that you value most. Number one by a landslide was they understand my financial needs and goals. That's makes sense. You know, yeah. I won't read them all, but number two, which is a distant second, but still leading the rest of them, explains financial concepts in a manner that I can understand. Yeah. 
That makes a lot of sense too, right? It does. People want to be like talked to the way they can understand. They want to know that we're an expert. Well, I don't want to leave away the rest of the, the study, but those, yeah, but these, those, these are good points. And I think that it's okay. This is, The point of this is so you as a listener can know that this is how I'm feeling and, and you can be validated in that, right? It, this is good. Right? If you're thinking about, I just want to, I want somebody who actually listens to me and understands me understands my whole financial picture, understands my family dynamics, understands that's natural, normal, and you should feel validated. And if an advisor is not doing that and they're trying to sell you a product or they're focused on the sales aspect, you probably have the wrong advisor. Another standout in the survey that I thought would be would be useful to people is, so one of the questions is this, what does sense of what does sense of security, peace of mind mean to you? That's part of our purpose as a company is yes. to, to steward true financial peace of mind for all. Mm-hmm. And so how, what does that mean to other people? It's an important thing for us to know yeah. about, right? And it means by 60% uh, response of 60% of the people said not running out of money. That's literally the answer, right? Now, you, you only get seven options. So that's one of the seven options. Number two, which is still not 60%, but 17% means it was being able to maintain my lifestyle. And mm-hmm. so that's interesting because we talk about both of those, depending on the type of client and the amount of resources yep. and wealth they've accumulated. Uh, there's a large majority of people that are just trying to make sure that they've saved enough to be able to you know, retire. There's also then there's that large contingent that we work with quite a bit that is, they're not worried about running out of money anymore. Now they're worrying about making sure that they can max, you, you say it, how do you say it actually? Well, <laughs> optimize the transfer of wealth and, and truly just optimize their financial life, minimize taxes, optimize their financial life, mm-hmm. do the most with what they've created. Because it isn't a matter of I'm going to run out of money or not. But they also, those type of people typically have have worked very hard or they've been a little lucky or they were creative and invented something, whatever it may be. But there has been some trigger that has helped them create that wealth unless it was inherited. But, and that trigger that that's a, they don't want to lose it. Right. Mm -hmm. They don't want that security and that comfort and that freedom and peace of mind to go away. So Mm -hmm. they do, even though they're not going to run out of money, they're cared about. Am I being prudent? Am I doing the best I can with my money? Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's what the survey says too. Is it right. is. It is. The um it's sometimes it's interesting to see what people didn't necessarily care about too. Yeah, that's on this question. So sense of security, peace of mind does not mean, according to this study at least, to access to expertise for all financial matters. <laughs> that only came in at two percent of the people responded. Now you only get to pick one, so I think that was part of it. Yes. Um being able to pass, yes, yeah, so I don't know about the other ones being as relevant, but another question. This question got spun two ways. So oh, the, first, fun, yeah. the first time they asked the question was this, what attribute do you consider most important in your advisor relationship? And you were only given, you know, seven options. And the number one response was investment returns. Right. So like, I mean, that's, that's a basic question. Like, what, why would I hire an advisor? What is he, supposed, he or she supposed to do for me? They're supposed to make me money. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's a given, I hope. That's <laughs> <laughs> a better be a given. Number two came in at second place was experiences with clients like me. That's pretty interesting. That's literally number two. And it was really close second, like very close second. Yeah. Because, and so what people are saying is like, I don't want to work with an advisor who serves uh, you know, hundred thousand dollar clients. When I have two million, I think that's kind of the most. That's what this survey's. I think that's the the root of this. So our kids both play sports, right? Yeah. And so my my daughter Avery, the older one, is is thinking she wants to play competitive soccer. 
And she, like last year, she said that and she just was not ready to be on that team. If she got on that team somehow, the team would have been like, you, you don't belong. You know, you, <laughs> the coach is too good to coach. No offense to her. She's yeah. wonderful, but she wasn't taking it seriously enough. She wasn't yeah. talented enough. Yeah. This year, she's stepped her game up and so now she'd fit in more, right? So I see it as like metaphor, like, well, if you have a firm and an advisor team that is really used to working with a certain type of client and you put another client in the mix, it's almost like overkill. Sometimes it could be yeah. underkill. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, you're saying, right? I agree. And people want to work with advisors who have solved problems. It's, you know, we, we're dealing with some things internally as a company right now, helping create succession plans and stock purchase plans and things like that. And I can relate because I want to work with somebody who has done solved that same problem for multiple other people like me. Not that they have to go pull up the book and do a bunch of research to figure out how to solve my problem. I want them to have already solved that in the last week for somebody else. So for me, it's like, give me the template. I, maybe it's not all original and built from the ground up, but I, you have a template because you've done it so many times. Yeah. You know how to do it. Like That's, the tech consultant we talked to this morning who was like, yeah, I, I looked at your stuff. I got this. I've done this a million times. I know exactly what your problems are. I like it. Sometimes you're the problem. Sometimes it's me. Yeah. You know, this is people are problem. She she knew what the problem was without even having to ask us that many questions. So cl- that's what clients are saying. And that's what you as in you, you know, clients are saying is I want to work with somebody who works with people like Check me. this out though. So then they asked the question, uh, so seven options, yeah. different. It's the same question, in my opinion, worded differently with seven yeah. different options. Now. <laughs> Actually, one, one or two are the same, but the other one's all switched yeah. up. How do you primarily measure the value received from your advisor as opposed to what attribute do you consider most important in your advisor relationship? I, I think they're asking the same thing, but number one this time uh, by a windfall was sense of security and peace of mind. Which is crazy because the, the, the answer, investment returns, the exact same answer was up above on the question before, but yet it came in with only 14% of the response, where before it came in with over 30% of the response. It moved from one, number one to number four, just depending on how you ask the questions and what other options you put in there as answers. The other options that, that beat investment returns in, in terms of people thinking this is more important to them in the relationship, uh, measuring value, literally measure the value, knowledge of my personal financial situation, we talked about that one, progress towards my goals beat it by a lot too. Yeah. So they want advisors to provide good investment returns, but they value what they what they think they're paying for is that you're not only it's almost like a given you're supposed to provide returns, but then I really get value. I feel good. The feely, the touchy feely part is that you are creating peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And I think that what happens, the way to describe this, breaking this down a little further as we think about it, up top is your investment philosophy, right? The first way you ask the question, it derives that I want an advisor who has a good investment philosophy. That's the attribute of the advisor. They must be experienced. They must have data. They must have historic evidence, academic evidence to show me why am I hiring them? What do they have and what can they do technically, whether it's the the... Um, precision at which they execute the management of the investment portfolio. We talk about that a lot, right? Our tax loss tar- harvesting, tolerance band rebalancing. I mean, we're very precise at how we manage a portfolio. Nobody would manage their individual portfolio as precise as we manage their portfolio form. With that, we got to wrap it up, but we thank you so much for tuning in. It's Financial Detox. I'm Jason Labor, and we got Alex Klingensmith here. This is stuff we do. This is what we can help you with. If you want an advisor who will listen to you, if you want an advisor who has a defined and proven investment philosophy, 
if you want an advisor who's going to holistically look at your life and your financial plan and the tax management and insurance and all aspects of your relationship then and your financial situation, then you probably want to work with IDA, Intelligence Driven Advisors, and the Financial Detox team. That's what we do. Thanks for checking us out. You can uh, get more information at financialdetox.com. And we'll catch you on the next show. Have a great day. To learn more about Financial Detox and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and resources, visit financialdetox.com. Call Jason and the team at Intelligence Driven Advisors. If you're ready for financial detox and a better tomorrow, call 877-707-8889. Get answers to your questions. That's 877-707-8889. That's financialdetox.com for podcasts and information. And if you like what you've heard, be sure to hit the subscribe button. That way, you'll be notified about upcoming podcasts. You'll take one more step toward financial peace of mind. This content is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any types of securities. Mr. Labram and intelligence-driven advisors are not responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of information provided in this program and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Mr. Labram and his guests as of the date of the show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward looking statements or forecasts are based on assumptions and actual results may vary from any such statements or forecasts. No reliance should be placed on any statements or forecasts when making an investment decision. Accordingly, listeners should not rely solely on information provided today in making any investment decisions. There is a risk of loss of investing in securities, including the risk of loss of principal. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will be profitable or suitable for particular investors, financial situation, or risk tolerance. Asset allocation and portfolio diversification cannot assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses.